You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. What's up, guys? Coach Ben here, and you are listening to The Benchcast, the number one podcast if you want to increase your bench press. Today, I want to have a little story time with y'all and i want to talk about my favorite meat and i'll go out on the limb and say this has been my favorite meat that i've competed in in almost the decade that i've been competing and that is the 2017 arnold classic i was competing with the xpc i was on the elite day Uh, i had three other people well it was supposed to be three other people in my weight class uh, 198 multiply and this was a hell of a meet. Um, and for me, why I would classify it as my favorite meet, uh, for a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons that I would consider this my favorite meet to date. And I had quite a few to choose from. And a lot that gave me a huge emotional connection. You know, Maybe this isn't the most emotional meet that I've had. Uh, maybe it isn't even like the coolest meet. But... In terms of my favorite meat, if I had to pick one meat that I could just kind of relive the whole training cycle and go through that experience again, it would probably be this meat. And I'll tell you why. You know, first thing, it was my most consistent training leading up into a meat in general. Um, and by that, I don't just include that training cycle, but I'm including the years prior. Just prior to the 2017 Arnold, I'd say... Uh, it was 2015, actually, I was doing my first bench-only meets, all right? And during that time, it's never like I stopped squatting or deadlifting. I've always trained full power. So pretty much up to that point, I was training all three lifts very consistently leading up to the 2017 Arnold. And that's what I mean by consistent training, uh, more so with the squats and the deadlifts. This bench has never really been something that I've stopped doing. Um, squatting and deadlifting in the previous years lately, I've there's been scenarios in which um, I've just been competing bench only and haven't had much of a strong focus on squatting and deadlifting. And kind of after that time began my spur of doing these strict bench only meets and not really putting as much focus into squatting and deadlifting for a few main reasons, you know, but mainly being the scheduling at the time. I was working a lot at the gym I was at and uh, doing a lot of coaching and uh, it didn't really lend itself to being able to uh, train very effectively because I need a lot of people to run the mono, help me in and out of my gear and me coaching the sessions didn't really lend me to being able to train with a group of people so it was really difficult with the availability that I had during the day to find a crew to consistently train with. And that kind of started that whole whirlwind of doing bench only. It wasn't just because I just wanted to strictly train bench me because I was better at it. You know, I had a really good full power run going together. And uh, it was kind of that that derailed me a little bit. Uh, Just not having a consistent crew to train with. And that's usually the issue with multiply. But before that, I was training consistently. I was feeling good. And that hasn't always been the case. 
And leading up to that 2017 Arnold, it was nice to just every training cycle. I was seeing great progress, especially when it came to the uh, the quip squatting. All right, that's always squatting is always something that if I've built on it consistently, I would make great strides, meet after meet after meet. And prior to this meet, my best squat and equipment was 675. I had to hit in order to qualify. And ended up squatting 730 at the Arnold at this meet. So that right there, a huge leap. And if I had kept with it, I'm sure I would have jumped up even more. And it wasn't until two years later when I did another full power meet, I was able to squat 800. But squat's always been something that moved very well for me. So there was just a huge buildup of consistent training and that's really the key, guys. I can't stress that enough in your training. It's just the consistency you bring to it. You're going to have a lot of ups and downs in the in the micro term, right? Just like the stock market. Things go up and down. They don't go up every single day for the rest of eternity. You're not going to continue to go into training every single week and blow the roof off the place and hit these PRs. It's not going to happen. There's ups and downs to this. There's years where you have ups and downs to this powerlifting is a long game but the more consistency you can bring through it the better uh we just had the 2020 pandemic deal right a lot of lifters didn't even have the ability to train it's the ones who did something during that time if gyms were closed the ones who did something are the ones who came back and, and found a lot of success and that's what i told my athletes at the time i was like this is Right here, this opportunity in front of you. All right, it's not negative thing. Your gyms are closed. It is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it right now. But what you can do is control how you approach your training. Do something. Do something because I guarantee you a lot of people aren't doing that. And you're going to get ahead of those people during this time with the training you put in. You put in hard training during this time with what you have, you're going to get ahead. And you're going to set yourself up for success when you come back. When there's gyms open, you can get back under the barbell. All right, and that's what happened. Um, lifters who took me up on that and kept plugging away, doing what they could, they came back. They were just as strong. They got ahead of people during that time. Consistency. That's the biggest thing with anything is attacking something consistently. You'd be amazed that if you were to put in training for years and years on end, you will get stronger. I guarantee you that. There's going to be years where you're down. But ultimately, if you look at a line graph, the total work you've put in over the years, you're going to see it trending upwards. And that lead up, again, go back to 2017 Arnold. I was plugging away consistently. I was finding really good uh, progress and consistency. So that was probably one of the biggest factors in a meet considering this my favorite meet but also because it was a big meet this is the biggest meet that i had done up to that point this was considered uh you know at the arnold at the time in the years leading up to it it was considered really like the biggest multiply meet that you could do um other than you know because the wpo wasn't around during that time it just recently came back in the past few years so the xpc at the Arnold, that was really becoming your holy grail of multiply meets. So this was a big opportunity. It was a big meet. 
had that big meet feel. You're at the Arnold. It was a travel meet. Uh, you know, obviously some of the best athletes in the world come to Ohio once a year to compete. So it had this big meet feel to it. That was something that was pretty awesome. Other than you know you traveling to your local meets when you travel out to a meet. Um, you know, one I qualified for was in Pennsylvania, for example. A little bit of a travel with that, but um, it wouldn't be considered a big meet. Like you weren't getting everyone together under one roof, and this had that big meet feel, and it was it was pretty awesome. It made training really enjoyable when you have an atmosphere like that. You know what you're training for. There's a lot of excitement and build up around it. Um, you know, you're traveling to it. You you really get that that big meet feel, and it makes training so much fun, and. That was a huge thing. I, I had a fun time in training. I really did. I had a consistent training crew who would get after it. Um, I had a short lead up. I think it was like a 12-week prep for this meet, but we were getting after it each day. I had competition too, and that was a huge driver. This was one of the first times I had competition. You know, Other people I could look across platform from and, and, and be like, I'm head-to-head -head with you, and I'm going to come out on top knowing their lifts, kind of scouting them out, and uh, you know, having that in the back of my mind, the whole training prep too, made things a lot of fun. You know, going back and forth with these guys on Instagram and seeing what they're doing for their lifts, like what am I going to show them? I'm crushing it too. You know, it's, it's really cool, makes a, a good environment when you have that head-to-head -head competition. You know, same division, we're, all, we're going after the same medal here. All right, and, and that makes things really fun, finding competition. And, you know, a lot of athletes think they're not ready for a meet because they think they're going to go up against all these people. But at a local level, until you get to these bigger meets, you know, usually you don't even know who you're competing with. And that's nice if you're going into some of your first meets, but after a while you want to beat up on some people. You know, that that's what makes it fun. Uh, it's not just continually going in and trying to beat your own numbers but you want to actually come away saying hey you, you beat a few people in the process especially at these bigger meets and um competitions that that huge driver for a lot of us because most powerless i say come from an athletic background and you know in athletics you're trying to beat the other team the other person and that's something that kind of gets lost in powerlifting, especially at local level so when you have the opportunity to compete against people at these bigger meets, it totally turns on a switch in you, and it makes things a hell of a lot funner. Um, it really gives you that fire under your ass to, to come out there and, and kick ass, you know what I mean? If people you watch and you kind of know what you need to hit, and you're watching them during the meet makes that a fun experience. Um, so having a competition was just, which is awesome to uh, really spice up training and make things interesting. So that was another reason why I'd say that 2017 Arnold was something special. Big meat feel, had people I was competing against. I was having consistent training leading up to that event. Um, you know, there wasn't years that I fell off or anything like that. I didn't have to build back from anything. I was just continuing to build forward. I hit PRs across the board that meet. That was a hell of a meet. I hit uh, four PRs. I hit PR on the squat, the bench, and the deadlift. I believe that meet I finished 730 squat, five, geez, can't remember the bench. With a 590 bench, I want to say. And then a 580, it was a 580 uh, deadlift. 
And the total that meet, I had 1,900 total. So I don't know if those numbers add up. I think I'm missing something there. But uh, it was a 1,900 total at 198. Um, and that was a great meet for me. That was PRs across the board, like I said. And that meet, um, you know, really special to me because that doesn't happen too often. You know, especially competing as long as I have been, you know, there's a lot of times where you're going to a meet, you're not going to, it's not guaranteed you're going to hit a PR. Not every meet's going to end with a PR. Those meets that do, you feel on cloud nine after. Like, after that meet, I was feeling great. I was like, wow, man, this this is why you do it right here. And that doesn't happen too often. All right, it really doesn't. That that happens far and few between. So you got to enjoy those moments, especially when you PR across the board. Talking about total squat, bench, and deadlift. That's something. And that happened to me that meet. It all just kind of came to fruition, all that hard training. And I ended up winning. I ended up winning the division, the class. And it's a funny story. Um, one of the guys didn't make weight. And I didn't even realize I was competing against the other dude after that. So there's actually three people. Um, or there ended up being two. I didn't even know I was competing against them during the meet, actually. Um, the guy that I thought I was going to be competing against, he didn't end up making weight. And the other reason why this meet was so special to me, too, is because I cut a shit ton of weight. Up to this point, I had to do a couple 27-pound cuts, all leading up to trying to get my shot to qualify for this meet. So there was a lot of buildup in this. The first time I cut 27 pounds, did my multiply meet, ended up bombing on bench. I believe it was my first multiply meet leading up to this event. This was in 2016. And that took a lot out of me. You know, it's tough. You cut all this weight, you put in all this prep, and then you don't come up big in the meet. Um, the next one I did, I put it together, and I was able to barely qualify. And that was another, another tough weight cut. And then this 27 or 17 or last time I did a huge cut like that. Last time I did a 27-pound cut because it was brutal. Uh, it was brutal. It was a morning weigh-in. Uh, usually I was weighing in the afternoon, so I had time in the morning to go sauna and then get, get weighed in and done with it. This one I had to sleep through the night pretty much at weight, 27 pounds down. It was tough. It was ball busting. It tested your mental fortitude for sure. I was so relieved. I weighed in on the dot what you had to be. 198.4, I believe. And I weighed that in on the dot. Great feeling being able to mentally challenge myself to get to that point. To, to drop from above 220 really down to 198. It was not easy to do. Um, the other guy ended up not making weight. So... I was I was already happy at that point. I feel like I, you know, it wasn't a direct competition of strength, but just what was required of you trying to get to that weight class and like what I went through mentally trying to drop body weight like that. And listen, I'm not for that really. I'm I much rather have the 2-hour weigh-ins. I'd much rather someone come in weighing what they weigh, you know. But hey, if it's allowed in the rules, you're going to take advantage of that. So unfortunately, it kind of becomes part of the scenario. If you want to be a competitive lifter and you have a 24-hour weigh-in window, then you have to be good at weight cutting if you really want to compete at the highest level. So I was really proud of myself being able to get down and weight, test myself mentally like that. It was not an easy one. I um, wasn't sure if I'd get through it, but I did. Made it happen. And, um, you know, that's that's another thing. You know, besides the meat itself, 
I was some super proud of. That was not easy to do, and um, qualifying itself was really tough. Like I said, this that build up of one very unsuccessful attempt at qualifying, and then the other one coming through, hitting the numbers I needed to. That was not an easy lead up, and that was another one that could have been qualified in my favorite meet. That was the one leading up to punching the ticket for the Arnold just because you worked so hard to just try to get this one total, to get to this big event. And I remember I, I missed one of the squats, so I was I wish I had gotten that, that last squat because it would have put me in good shape. And I missed the bench attempt. I had to come back, missed my second bench attempt, was able to come back on the third. If I would have missed that third attempt bench, that would have been it. But I got that, that lift in. And it was enough to put me in a position where all I had to do was deadlift a, I wouldn't say, it wasn't easy, but it was a deadlift I had to really focus in on. It was a 570 deadlift to punch my ticket to the Arnold, and I made it happen. And um, that meet leading up, just it made the Arnold event even sweeter just because there's so much. And I always say, you know, your poor performances make those good performances even sweeter. And that's really what happened. There was that bomb out meet. There was that meet where I barely qualified. And it was just like that whole year of building up to this one event and then coming out on top at this event. It was just a really great span of time for competing and um, just having some of the most fun I've ever had competing and training with good training partners and having the team behind me at the event. Um it was something really special, you know, and, and that I really look fondly upon that whole year. Um, it was such an awesome competitive year, and it really just led to that buildup. This felt like my Super Bowl, and to come out on top at my Super Bowl, um, that meant a lot. That, that, was really, uh, that was really an awesome year, and just having the family there. That was the first time my parents came out to the Arnold. Um, the year prior, I wasn't competing. I was coaching. And um, it was already special to me to be there. You know, that was my first time going to the Arnold. And then the next year, to be able to compete on that stage and have my family there, um, that made it even sweeter uh, to have them. And I think that was not the first time they seen me lift, but the first time they seen me lift at like that type of level and certainly doing it multiply, lifting the numbers I was lifting, um, kind of seeing me go through that cutting weight process. And, um, you know, it was really cool having them there, um, having them, you know, be proud of my performance and everything. And um, that was really special to me. And that's really what make that meet for me. It's Sometimes it's not just about the performance of the meet, but just the experience of it. And ultimately, that's what you're going to look back on um, in your years of competing is your experiences, the people you meet, you know, family coming out to events. You know, those those little moments like that are what you really pick away from your time competing. It's not, you know, you could have a great meet and, you know, it not be that special of a venue, not having people around to celebrate with you. Uh, it's those meets when you have people around you to celebrate with, to enjoy with. Um, you know, that's what makes it special. It's not just, all right, I hit this number. It's uh, I met these new friends. Um, I had family there. I had friends to celebrate with. It was this awesome location. We got to go to the Arnold after. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's all of that that really makes a meet.
It's the experience of it, in my opinion. That's what I'm going to look back on so fondly. Not just the numbers you hit, but those experiences. Those, those make it. So, just wanted to uh, share that story with you guys. Just talking a little bit about what made the 2017 Arnold for me my favorite meat. Just the execution across the board just panned out perfectly. And it felt like, you know, a sports team going to the Super Bowl, all that hard work during the season, your ups and downs, you know, it all paid off in the end. And, and um, I remember that event, it was in one of, it wasn't in the main section where the Arnold was, it wasn't in the Expo Center, it was in the, uh, the fairgrounds. Every uh, sport kind of has their own building associated with it. XPC had this spe- uh, specific building at the time. So it was a little off into the fairgrounds, but it was a big um, building with this stage on it. it. Looked like you do like performing arts and stuff. You do plays, you know that kind of a, a stage. And um, uh, I remember being there, and all these you know you had huge lifters going the next day. I remember um, uh, the Lily Bridges were there, and uh, I remember running into their dad there, and uh, we were taking pictures with him, me and my buddy, and. Um, just that environment, the, some of the booths around, just everyone being there. It felt like a big stage. Arnold was there the next day, the next com- competition day. He was there watching the event a bit. Um, and I remember going into it. I was nervous, but that settled in real quick. I was confident because, like I said, everything went well in training. Um, all my numbers I felt super confident with. It was just about executing. And ended up being able to do that and, and have a great day. And, and um, you know, going through the meet, I wasn't watching what anyone else was doing. I was focusing on what I had to do. Uh, I wanted to wrap my own knees. You know, someone was there was going to help me knee wrap, but I was like, no, I'm just going to do it myself because I want to, I'm going to F it up, it's going to be me, you know. And uh, I remember squatting, third attempt squat, 7.30, I'm coming down with it. My eyesight starts going because my eyes bulge so much. I barely can't even see nothing. Um, just I'm straining. I'm straining with the weight. You get that that call up from your training partners. And you just put everything you got into that bar and you can't see nothing. You can just kind of hear, you hear that call up and then it just, you black out and just, you're trying to lift the damn thing, get to the top, hope you hear a rack command, get that thing put into the rack and um, you see those white lights after, such a great feeling. And uh, that meet was, again, really something special, having people around to celebrate with. Um, having the team behind me helping me out and uh, was a really awesome experience. So, uh, with that being said, I'll leave it at that. Just wanted to do something a little bit different here with the podcast. Kind of talk about um, one of the experiences I had there at the Arnold. Uh, probably my favorite meet in, in all this time I've been competing um, for all the reasons that I had just mentioned to you. And you know, I hope all of you listening have that opportunity at hand. You have a big meet. You know, you can do a local meet build up strength over the years you know i've been trying to crack a bigger meat for a while at that point and um you know finally be able to do something you had to qualify for have good competition for and i hope you all get to experience that hope you all get to that 
um, level of strength, which takes consistency. You know, starting out, you're so wrapped up in the whole scene. Like, you're, you're excited. You're competing in something. You want to be good so fast, but it's not going to do, it's not going to work that way. You have to put in that consistent progress year after year after year. Eventually, you get to that point in which you can qualify and do something good. You can compete with other people. You have to build up to that point because you know what? Those other people that were before you that were stronger, they've probably fallen off the map. It takes consistency. Year after year, where most fall off, you'll eventually get ahead. That's how gaining strength in this, in this sport works. And I hope all of you have that opportunity qualify for a big meet to have an experience such as i did that day traveling to a meet having family around friends around to help you out and celebrate with you it's really an amazing thing and uh, i'm really blessed i was able to have that experience so um again i hope you all can uh, enjoy something like that one day keep putting your nose to the grindstone keep working hard and I, i know you will be able to so thanks for listening Hey, if you enjoy the podcast, all I ask, share it with one friend. Just let them know, hey, awesome podcast on Benching. I really appreciate that. Helps spread the word of the podcast. Helps me reach more people, share more information with everyone. So um, I really appreciate that. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you all next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give it a thumbs up and share. If you want more information on how to transform your bench press, consider checking out the Better Benching Academy on BigBenches.com. This is the ultimate resource for building your bench. Head on over to BigBenches.com to see how you can get started today.